For more than 25 years, Deanna Batdorf has been demystifying the status quo of health. She is a passionate educator whose mission is to empower you to take control of your own wellness. Welcome in to My Body with Deanna Batdorf, an Ask Me Anything podcast where Deanna gives you answers to your most pressing health and wellness questions. Along the way, Deanna will interview those that inspire her work as a holistic wellness practitioner, from birth workers to herbalists, yogis to MDs. You'll learn how to bring your body to a state of balance in this wild dance of life. Submit your questions on our website, deannabatdorf.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. Hello everyone out there. It's Deanna Batdorf. Just want to welcome you all. For anyone who's new and doesn't know me, I just want to be really clear. I'm a pretty straight up teacher. I just speak from my head and my heart and I speak to the things that my head and my heart can provide in the moment. I'll try to answer as many questions as I possibly can. And when our hour's up, well then join me next time uh, because they're every two weeks and I'll be doing them ongoing. I really just felt like it was time in my life and with the needs of everyone else for us to be able to have a place to come together. And that's not only free and um, hopefully you feel is good advice um, but it's really just all I can do is give you me and I, I can't give you anything else other than that. So please remember whenever you're taking else else's someone's opinion on, whenever you're taking advice from someone, you are in charge, which means if it feels right in your head, in your heart, go with it, run with it. And then please remember to always give it the time it needs. Things don't change when you just do them for three days. Do a 10 day challenge. This is how I test any new plant in my life. I'm not gonna go giving somebody, um, you know, a poke root for the lymphatic system if I don't know about poke root. And if I don't take poke root for 10 days, I don't know how strong it is. And then I might not give great advice. So I just really wanna say give everything 10 days that you, that you try and see, you know, what can it really look like? And I would say the same for anything you're doing weekly, okay? Um, and I'm not gonna say I do this every single week, but I have a goal and I let myself off the hook when it doesn't happen, but I secure I do it the next week because I skipped a week. But in Ayurved, what is the weekly? So the weekly is this lovely, what I am calling the forever enema and douche bucket, <laughs> because that's exactly what this is. It has a douche applicator. Um, it has the tubing. It has a shorter and a longer tube. It has three different size proctoscopes, which is what you enter in with the enema through the anus. And it allows you to clear out your intestines and your bowels, your GI tract, which also activates the strength of your stomach because if you clear the intestines down below in the pipes, your stomach can generate more energy and do its job better for you. So we don't want toxins to be sitting around the body, but we also want ourselves to be able to metabolize and digest 
everything that is going into our body. And that's our stomach, small intestine, and colon. And this is my weekly, okay? And this is an Ayurvedic weekly. I'm not really gonna act like, again, I do that every single week, but I certainly make it um, something um, on my agenda. And also, since it's also a douche container, keep in mind that I might douche because that takes five minutes. And it is my right to clear out my channels and to prime my cervix and keep my uterus in place. And by the way, I'm just going to put forward for any men that are out there, right? You know, um, it's important to know that in Ayurveda, they also do what's called pineal douching. And that just is that you put the small little applicator right at the tip and you bring in that fluid and it fills up your bladder. And then when the bladder is full, just like when we have to pee, you just move that tip and you release everything out of your bladder and it runs right through your prostate. And that means you are keeping your prostate in good health, your bladder and your urinary tract. Genital urinary is what we call the male reproductive. So douching is not a, a one-sided thing here. It's, it's a everybody. Everybody has a colon and everybody has a channel that needs to get cleared reproductively. So that is the forever douche and enema bucket and why you would want to maybe think about getting that. I love that it's stainless steel. I do a PBA free plastic um, enema buckets also, um, but they're not nearly as, you know, um, they don't have as much variety and they're more like a, hey, try this out and don't spend as much money, you know, but these aren't that expensive either. So that's really great. So I just wanted to open up this conversation today of like 10 day challenges and what can you take on weekly and try to see if you could do it four times. So you're like, I'm dedicating a month to my weekly. I'm dedicating 10 days to this daily and it'll really tell you um, whether it's what what's working or not. And if something makes me too hot, I stop taking it. If something makes me too cold, I stop taking it. Maybe I lower the dose, you know? So read yourself and you'll learn about the plant because you're also gonna say, wow, that plant is really nourishing, but I got a little stuffed up. Okay, so that's really good when somebody needs nourishing. It's a drier plant, you know, it's good for dry. So just starting this beautiful time we have together with um, some advice and just some consideration to um, how are you going to hold your focus right now? I was talking to Andrea this morning um, and she's right here actually. Hi. But we were just talking about, you know, our own woes and, you know, getting personal for a minute. And it's okay to do that even with people you work with. You just keep it short and sweet and then you got to keep it together. But we were talking about just how fragile humans are, not just maybe us or how we feel, but I mean, this idea of being fragile, you know, and I thought it was interesting. I said, gosh, I feel like we're all just kind of really we're kind of weak and I liked Andrea's spin on it which was yeah we're fragile and I was like yeah that is a better word than thinking about just a weakness you know weaknesses we have to call them out though we have to know where they are we have to be willing to talk about them you know the first thing in changing is getting support you got to talk to someone when you need support so you know there's a lot to be said for for you know calling yourself out on something that needs to change in your life um, but eventually it's just about what action do you want to take, 
you know, and don't forget hot, cold, wet, dry, because, you know, the smartest way to take action is opposites. So you don't want to forget that, like, fragile has another side. It has strong, you know, and that's the same with negative, positive, or moon and sun, or masculine, feminine, all these things that are polars, you know, sexuality, creativity. We have all these things that are considered the polar opposites. And then where do you sit in between? And what really, you know, where are you even at? And then where do you want to go? So they're not even a place that's like one's bad and one's good. We can say negative positive kind of holds that concept, but that negative is natural. We're born with it, you know, weaknesses or fragility, negatives in our RNA DNA, our emotional, our patterning, our ancestors, our physicality, um, you know, the things in our bloodline. This is natural. So it's more about being able to say what's natural to me in my strengths and what's natural to me in my weaknesses and then being able to really say how am i going to change this balancing act and um and again 10-day challenges and four times in a month for weeklies you don't know how something can really help you and how good you can feel sometimes we don't even know how bad we actually feel until we start taking those actions and all of a sudden you're like whoa i was stuck and i hardly even knew it so remember our symptoms can become us and so we, we might have more than we realize, or we might be more affected because we're just in it. And hey, let's face it, there's a lot of patterns in our home because it's private and it's personal. And that's where we carry those secrets or that stuff, you know, we carry it in our home. And here we are all, you know, stuck at home and even with other people and their stuff. <laughs> and, you know, hey, how am I going to change this? How am I going to rightful action versus the, you know, patterns? If you're having panic, really what we would want to be considering is breath. And that's actually one of the last things I just said, breast and rest. So you're going to have to release and relax every one of your muscles and give in. And then you're going to need to start expanding your breath from your hips expand the belly all the way to the top and then exhale relax 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 wait for that next breath wait stay at the root stay at the root inhale belly out diaphragm out shoulders back ears back and down and now exhaling relaxing 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 even to breathe naturally and to get oxygen which is where we go into panic is when we're losing oxygen and that flow that right there shows you have to kind of do a surrendering before you can gather so really keep those muscles completely relaxed sit in the witnessing of your experience and how much can you be with it? I'm not gonna say this is easy, um, but I'm definitely gonna tell you it's possible. And remember, things are temporary. When I'm in a really intense position, I always am like, this is temporary. This is temporary. There will be an answer. This is temporary. And sometimes that can really get us through too, you know, and allow us to just really hold the space of the truth in the moment. Okay, so don't be getting all up in your head.
Stay way down with that breath once again, expanding that abdomen, expanding the diaphragm, shoulders back, ears back and down, opening up your crown, which is the parietals, and then exhaling, relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. And even if you, you know, it looks like you're at a dentist, so just want to, you know, put forward that you're also probably sitting there with your mouth wide open and you need to relax your jaw and you just need to surrender and trust. And if you really trust this dentist, well, trust. Let them do their job and just trust them for this moment. And if you're not trusting and if you're not feeling it's right or something feels wrong, well, then you you really can make a decision to say stop. But usually it's just surrendering to somebody else's energy and, and, and letting them help you. Would you like to study Ayurveda and elemental theory with Deanna? Check out My Body Educational Programs on our website, deannabatdorf.com. So there were two other questions one was about chapped lips and dry chapped lips and that's a really good question and it's such a summer question so the first the first idea i had in that was okay well it's summer think about how much sun you're getting and maybe not enough hydration so first off chapped cracked open like just like cracked open earth or chapped scaly you know eroded earth dry right we see that more in the desert and we see it in drier terrains so you know just really considering um you know that this is a dry situation so yes you can lubricate and your next question shows me you are doing some lubrication and we'll get to that question um and so i feel like you got some of the oil on but i want to make sure you're doing about six thousand probably more like eight but you know, I don't, I'm not checking your pulse. I don't know you. So I'm going to give a really safe amount, which is 6,000 milligrams of omega oils. And you want to just get every seed oil you can find and then build flavor upon them because milligrams are like thousand milligrams to a tablespoon. So you need six to eight tablespoons of raw seed oil every day. And that helps plump up the cell. And then when you drink water, your cell grabs that water and it helps with absorption of water. Now they're long-term, so you're gonna to need to be on omega oils regularly, and that's including raw olive oil, any oil you don't cook with, so it has to be raw. There's oxygen molecules and they don't survive heat. So it has to be raw on top of your food, make a pesto, make a salad dressing, but you need six to eight ta you know, tablespoons, thousand milligrams. Pumpkin, borage, flax, sunflower, tahini, sesame, you know, all of these um, are really good for absorption. And then that's gonna change, and I, I'm actually gonna show you this company. I love, love this company. And their packaging is gorgeous too. This is the one in the store that I noticed nobody buys and I'm just kind of blown away. So I'm gonna talk about it first. And what this is, it's called Perfect Press. It's a Syrian pumpkin oil. They recently changed the name of their company, so I had to actually look at it. 
<laughs> used to be panacea. And yeah, this is perfect press and it's Syrian pumpkin oil. And oh my gosh, I don't know why this is sitting around. It's not only the pumpkin seeds, but it's also the pumpkin blossoms and they press it. And it's some of the most local omega oils around. So they're not gonna so much give you, you know, the, I mean, they do give pretty good details on the chemistry on the back, I have to say, but oh my gosh, you throw this on a salad and have that rich green pumpkin seed, anti-inflammatory all the way around. I've been eating tons of this and I'll tell you why I've been eating this. Because if you notice on my arm, I have poison oak for the second time in my life. So we will get to that. I'll see what other questions are there, but I'd love to mention it today because it took a lot to get me under control and I, I got a good little root. So pumpkin is brilliant. I can put that on my skin as well as I can eat a lot of it as an anti-inflammatory. Okay, good. I'm glad that worked. I see a thank you for that. Thank you so much. I'm glad. Keep hanging in there. Keep breathing while you're watching me. Okay, the other one that Perfect Press makes is a five seed blend, and it even has beautiful pictures of each one of them. So here's your sunflower. I wanna tell you that sunflower uh, omega oil, sunflower cooking oil that isn't refrigerated is a different thing, but this is the most unutilized omega oil that is digestible and tridoshic. And then it's got the borage, and it's got the pumpkin, and it's got evening primrose, and it's got the carrot seed. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant combination, and it's tridoshic. So it's like nourishing, but not too heavy and very digestible and anti-inflammatory. Tasty, tasty, tasty. I'm not a huge fan of hemp and flax. Maybe you are, but I want to get them. I wanna get what they offer, but I can't throw that all over my food. I'm kinda into my food tasting good. <laughs> so that's why I use these my food tastes good and I can just like put it on there. So that's one thing. And then the other one would be electrolytes. And instead of me explaining electrolytes, cause like I've been talking about them for years, I have so much available to you. I have a very simple little ebook that's very cheap online. What is it? Uh, it's, it's a hydration book. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name right now. Um, and then I also um, have done um, some things on electrolytes and hydration too as webinars. So look for that, but I'm talking about Atlantic gray salt. And the more you're craving salt, the more you need to know where to get it. And that means you want whole food, unprocessed salt. You don't want refined sea salt. You don't want just rock salt that's white. Like you need to know the name of an ocean that's connected to it. And I believe over here, I have the Atlantic gray salt. And this is the primary daily. Gray salt is magnesium rich and it's one of the most important electrolytes to build up for nerves and muscles. Great for panic, by the way, but it's also good for hydration. And you would do this to taste, but it's a half a teaspoon in warm water first thing in the morning. And again, please get that ebook. It's well worth the money. And it's gonna really help you to look at your assimilation of water, electrolytes, and your absorption of water, which is your omega oils, EFAs. The other two, one is a cypress um, lava salt, black cypress, and it's a flake salt. If you can't see that, it's just these beautiful, beautiful flake and then also the ale hawaiian 
lava salt, but it's a red lava versus a black lava. And why would you want lava in your salt? Not a daily salt, but really great in that enema or douche. And you would use a tablespoon and you would make like a really hydrating, rebuilding, flushing for, you know, your uh, vaginal wall or for your intestines. And that's super important. So those are cleansing because lava equals charcoal. Charcoal, not every day, it's gonna bind you up. It'll actually dry you out. So this isn't actually for the chapped lips question. That would be Atlantic gray salt and it would be those omega oils. Okay, now another question that was there from the same person was a great question that comes up a lot and it's about abhyanga, okay? Abhyanga is daily oiliation of the body in Ayurveda, okay? So that is the applying of oil onto your full body, abhyanga. And in Ayurveda, we would abhyanga, we would do our breathing exercises, we would do our asanas. So we really get into that like circulatory oxygen, finding your center first thing in the morning. For me, that's my walk. It's first thing I do. Trained myself by putting my tennis shoes next to the toilet. <laughs> and that's what I do and I'm out. Then when you come back, it's about putting the oil all over your body and really giving yourself a vigorous massage. So they don't just kind of do nice and calm. If you need calm, do calm. But it really is about waking you up and bringing your spirit up and helping you to meet the universe and the elements and the world. And we really do need to kind of help ourselves meet the world, especially with the amount of like exposure, you know, that I put myself in. You know, I need to get ready for that. And so then we shower and the showers after the oil. And that basically was the question was, do I soap up? So two different ways you can go about this. In Ayurved, full on traditional, you would not use soap. And you would sweat, you would keep working that into your skin and sudafectant kind of nature of sesame would, you know, really kind of emulsify just like a soap. You just won't see it, but you do it through your vigorousness. And as the warm water is hitting, uh, you, are, you are sweating. And with that sweating, um, the oil is driving itself in to the top of the muscle bed beyond just the two layers of the skin, dermis, epidermis. And then it is replacing and pushing out through that open pore. It's pushing out all of the toxins and the pollution that went in and permeated your skin. So they don't use soap, they use a sudafectant stimulating effect with that sesame oil. And that's why all the oils are that are, you know, are medicated. This is really one of the ways to go. So, you know, in Ayurveda we medicate it with sesame oil. I like making olive oil medicated oils too for other reasons. It lasts longer, it's more preserved. But sesame is the way to go here because the heat of the sesame holds and the, the molecule of the sesame holds that, holds the medicine, the bringrage, into the molecules. And so you have a stronger medicine bound in here. And bringrage is a plant. They see it a lot like a, like a gota cola.
it's very similar to that and we would put this on our skin bringraj is more tonifying more for kapha you know so i use bringraj because i have more kapha and i want to like really get things moving but it's also anti-inflammatory and i have a lot of pitta i'm pitta dominant so it's perfect it's cooling cleansing which is perfect right now you know we also have it in mahanarayan oil which smells like india i'd say it's one of our top sellers just by smell and it's this beautiful warm color slightly warming great for blood flow so if you run cold low blood pressure mahanarayan all the way if you're really really dry and chapped and sometimes if i put that oil on my body and then i go to take my shower sometimes that oil is just kind of sitting there so you really got to work it in and just a little bit and go and then a little bit and go further and then a little bit go further instead of trying to put a whole bunch everywhere you won't feel like you're getting very clean so you work it into the tissue and sometimes if i'm really dry i won't even absorb well and then i'll know that i need to get those gershana gloves they're raw silk gloves um, that we have that are called garshana and you put them on they feel really simple they're kind of like a salt scrub and we have beautiful salt scrubs cleansing cooling warming nourishing so really what do you need and and salt scrub i like to have them all out and then i really get to decide and i even mix them a little bit and play but the garshana's gloves are the way to go they're just these raw silk and you just slough and i just i'll really cleanse the layer of my skin off especially if i'm chapped then once I've sloughed, then I'll go in and put that oil on, give myself a massage, use my gua sha even. From there, uh, I'll take my shower and keep that massage and that breath going. And it's amazing how much it'll just kind of, you know, keep me protected for the day. I meet the day, but I'm protected and safe. It reminds me, Abhyanga reminds me of something I say to clients a lot when they're kind of closed up and they've had some trauma and they're maybe holding in their psoas or down in their, you know, in their growing and it's just things that have occurred. And I'll say, you know, as we get going and as your blood starts flowing, I just want to remind you that this could be just as safe. This could be just as safe as this, which is not actually safe. It's just a feeling. It's a, it's a pattern of safety, but you could feel just as safe like this, where you've got all your yeses and your nose, and you know who you are in the world, and you're protected, and then you kind of just are able to face one thing at a time as life happens. And, uh, and we'll get our answers as we go. So let's check out another question. Submit your questions on our website, deannabatdorf.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. What's my favorite treatment for seasonal allergies? Mm. It's funny, I'm getting ready to create all these protocols that people can just, you know, get from me, you know, from the store and, um, and just see what they can do. Maybe they can't afford a consult. So I'm like, why don't I lay out protocols? And it's funny because one of them was allergies and I was looking at the difference between food allergies and what we kind of think of as hay fever or seasonal you know, and it's pollen based. So first thing with allergies, we're allergic to the protein molecules of the dust, the dander, the pollen, or the food. So that's first thing to know is that you're having a hard time breaking down a certain type of protein. 
So that becomes a liver issue because our liver breaks down protein and our liver also makes histamine hormone, you know, which is uh, why we have to take like antihistamines, you know, to feel better and calm down the liver and calm down the, the hormones, which is that, you know, that people get. So I'm going to just rattle off my favorite and my foremost, but I have some really cool things in this one. Bees. Okay. So if you are really, really suffering and it is just hot and dry and just, oh my gosh, you do want to get on royal jelly and you just want to get a royal jelly that's like local and they can tell you that it was ethically harvested because it's a very big deal to the queen to take away her royal jelly. But you would want to do maybe one bottle, which is like one month of royal jelly. And you will also do two teaspoons of bee pollen, the most local to your issue as you can possibly get. So find your local bee person and get some bee pollen, two teaspoons, it's strong stuff. So I usually like mix it in with a little bit of yogurt or you can mix it in with kraut really easily and then kind of chop it in and cream it up and throw it on something, but it's a strong flavor. So some people get the capsules or you can just put it in the next one, raw local honey. You wanna to try to get the same honey from the pollen. If you're lucky to get the royal jelly too, it's kind of a tall order, but wow, that would be amazing. So if you're a beekeeper, you're lucky. <laughs> but make sure that you're using that raw honey um, and you could put the bee pollen in the honey. You would just pack enough pollen in that honey until it made a hard packed honey. And then you take two teaspoons of that a day and you could take up to four teaspoons a day. But I cannot say enough about bee medicine and the pollinators in helping you to break down that pollen, right? So it makes sense, right? It's almost like homeopathy right there. Bees are like homeopathy. You know, they're also gonna boost up your immune system and calm down some of those allergy symptoms. And the other thing I'm gonna mention, lavender. Everyone knows that I've had to make friends with lavender and I have many stories about why. I'll spare you my stories now. You'll have to take my aromatherapy classes to find out. <laughs> but lavender and I have learned in my learning to respect that plant and work out some patterns with that plant I went on a journey for years of like hey what does this plant offer first off oh my gosh most amazing antihistamine ever it has to be used in pretty high dose and you know I'm kind of drop by drop with aromatherapy I'm about respecting the sacred drop you know, you did squeeze every little medicine out of a lot of plant. So a drop is a lot of medicine, but I am gonna tell you to take 10 drops uh, two times a day, right on the liver since essential oils are transdermal. That would really be, if you want a little bit of a stronger, you could get lavendin. And I actually have both of those, but um, lavendin would be a little stronger especially since you might have both right in your repertoire from studying with me and using the oils for quite some time now. Um, but yeah, 10 drops twice a day. And if you're in an extreme, sometimes I'll say double that for the first three days and then start cutting back. And then you can start cutting back to six drops, you know, eight drops, six drops. You know, you can start doing your tapering off, right? And I know you know how to do that too. That is probably my favorite. I, I don't know if I can go any further without talking about aloe, 
because aloe goes with those oils and aloe goes with the enema and the douche container. And also aloe is your everyday liver regulator. So it is one of the most nourishing bitters we have. Very important because bitters naturally run cold, which is the word brittle, which gets dry, like freezer burn. And bitters also are very drying in general. So I'm a huge fan of bitters, but I often find I have to find just the right ones that are maybe from a root that are a little more nourishing or maybe from a gel, like the gel of the aloe. I sell an aloe that people get hooked. I mean, it is the best flavor aloe ever. And I found it because I went on a search to find a aloe that was organic and not a big, huge corporation, big old, you know, thing, and didn't dilute their aloe, so no water content, and was also inner filet, which is really the idea of alloin free, A-L-L-O-I-N, which is actually a family of anthroquinones. And that makes the leaf a laxative. And if you ever need a good laxative, get some aloe gel and dilute it a little in water and it'll just be great. But if you don't want a laxative and you just want the hydrating bitter and the satiation, the satisfaction for your liver and the cooling agent for your gut and your spleen, which is your immune organ and all skin conditions, it'll lead me to this lovely poison oak I have because I'm down in this stuff right now. <laughs> and I mean that. Um, so I'll talk about high dose use because it saves me in my time of need and doesn't rip me out or leave me depleted. It just builds me up and flushes everything out. So beautiful. So this is this beautiful aloe and it took me a long time. It's out of Texas. It's the most local I could find and it's you know organic it's certified it's a family-owned business and they have an aloe farm and it's called aloe farms <laughs> um, but it is the tastiest most natural beautiful just mm, i'm so happy and the other thing is is since it's not in a diluted state my aloe you only use half the dose so it's going to be tricky to tell you dosage here because if you use another company out in the world you're gonna to have to double the dose okay so i'm going to tell you the dose of my aloe because it's concentrated a half a cup two times a day i took a gallon home as soon as this started and i've been doing three cups a day and it's just making sure nothing spreads my poison oak is staying isolated. I'm not getting other flares of my immune system because it will start flaring my immunity. And then that, you know, leaves me more susceptible to other things in the world, you know? Um, so really have to consider that. I'm on three cups, but really I only do a half a cup in the morning, half a cup at night. I make a lot of little mocktails around it with the lime and mint, which our bar, we call it Kumari, which is the Sanskrit word for aloe, yeah. So those are the things that I would be on really. And I know you know these, Madison, but maybe you haven't used them together as a combination right now with those seasonal allergies. Deanna Essentials products are organic, small batch, high quality self-care body products, as well as herbs and spices that deliver powerful food as medicine. Find them on DeannaBatdorf.com today.
A pregnant client of mine is wanting to prepare to prevent mastitis. She has five babes and has had mastitis 13 times. She was hospitalized three times. She's met with lactation consultants, become an educator during these uh, consultations. They were basically taking notes as they were learning from her remedies. Oh, that's great. And I think really what we're getting down to is kind of how to prevent. The question for me, do you have any recommendations to help her with breast tissue to prevent infection? Very important question. I have a pretty educated opinion of things that happen with uh, mastitis, okay? So first off, the most common person and the most common irritant that creates this infection-related picture, and mastitis is when you have an infection in the mammary or the milk glands. So, you know, it's very unfortunate because that's where we nurse from after we have children. And that's really hard on the babe, the the family, the mom, everybody. And it's quite a, a game in your head too, because you know, you're trying to feed your baby. So this is what I want to really bring forward. If you had an infection or if you had yeast overgrowth, which is the most common reason I see this. Um, and I see less and less mastitis, the more I catch it when somebody's pregnant. So body ecology diet, I don't sell that book, but you'll be able to find it. I probably should sell it because I talk about it so much. It's just one of the most well-renowned and revision, constant research and revising of that book has occurred. And it's your yeast-free diet. So I feel like there's probably yeast overgrowth. That means it's in the gut and that there's a fungus in the gut. There is fungus among us. So it's something that is quite the topic. It's one of the webinars I thought to teach um, also, as I was doing my what, what's next in webinars and what's my protocols, one of them was yeast, yeast overgrowth, um, because so many of us have it. It's so common and it really causes irritation that then can create an infection. That's what I would be looking at. Now, it's a hard diet. Um, there's going to have to be some variations. I highly suggest this person does two things and I'll still give some advice. But honestly, my suggestion here is that this person gets my Women's Symposium Breast Health webinar. It's a two hour webinar that's on our website and it would teach some really cool things just for even her being a lactation consultant. I think she would learn a lot and nice little tidbits, but it would give her some, some understanding of where I'm coming from on those topics and how she can pass on the knowledge. But also, um, I highly suggest a remote consult with me because I feel like really looking at a list of symptoms and finding out if there's a underlining fungal yeast growth um, is very important. Um, the Body Ecology book does show you a list of symptoms and you could use it like a checklist and see how many of those you have. So you could do it right there through the book, but it's a sugar-free diet and that's the truth of an infection a parasite, a worm, a fungus, all of them. All of the foreign invaders, including our immune system as a whole, like if somebody was, you know, quarantined with COVID, you know, if somebody has the flu, all of these invaders of infections and viruses and microbes are, you know, going to breed and grow and perpetuate and be irritated by sugar. 
okay so unfortunately and again the book's going to give you some yeses and nos like yes blueberry and red potato no other potato and no other fruit you know that type of thing and i think you can do pomegranate too but you know you're going to have to you know do it the best you can and i wouldn't take out raw milk unless i did a consult and recognized there was a bigger issue than expected and I would probably have to then say, I'm sorry, no raw milk either, but I'm a huge fan of people doing milk and everything it offers um, during pregnancy and, and bone broth, same, you know, if you eat meat. So I would really be looking at inflammatory markers. I like aloe in pregnancy. So does Ayurved, so does Mexico, and the curanderas there. So do the Native Americans. But if you look up aloe like online, it's gonna say no aloe during pregnancy. And that's because they looked at aloe as a whole plant and the leaf was there. And you don't wanna be doing any down laxatives or irritating laxatives while you're pregnant. So, you know, I'm gonna have a little bit of a different opinion uh, globally, according to how aloe is utilized versus uh, the safety of just the whole plant. So don't use it. Um, so you're going to want to get alloying free and you're going to want to do a fourth a cup twice a day. But, you know, I am giving you advice that's going to look a little contrary to what's out there. And I'm always going to tell the truth of what I've learned and what I know is safe. I would never want to hurt anyone. You know, aloe is a beautiful food. It just needs to be the pulp inner filet only. But I would think of that for sure. And then I want to give you an immune and an antifungal just a suggestion here, which is Alemi, E-L-E-M-I. And Alemi is a pregnancy safe antifungal immune uh, booster that would be really, really smart and, you know, uh, to think about. And I'd put it up on the warrior lymph and on the armpit, you know, and you'd use about six drops a day, that's it. So maybe two drops in the morning, two drops at night and you know just do it on your upper immune system your upper lymph is all our immune system it's called the warrior lymph the warrior immunity and that's why it talks and if this is our upper warrior lymph imagine how much can you know get trapped down into the milk ducts and cause an infection so the next thing i'm going to talk about that i know is not going to be of any harm here is the gua sha and making sure that everything is wide open and your immune system where it drains below the clavicle and just going down onto the breast hold on to one side of your breast no matter what the size mine just happens to be easy to grab onto <laughs> and you just really want to get in there and work that and then work the other side but i'll tell you the more you keep this area open and the more your lymph is draining, don't forget to pump your armpits and even get into the armpit with the gua sha. But this is the name of the game and this is how, how I help women. You know, what if a woman's pregnant and I find a, you know, she has a ah, sore spot and we find there's a cyst in her breast. Really common, you know? And it's like, what do we do? And it hurts a lot. And so we just kind of slowly, we open everything up and we just slowly pump, 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 and drain, pump, 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 and drain. And you really, everyone should be watching that breast health class that I have. I think it's like 28 bucks 
for two hours of knowledge that's just all about your upper lymph, your immune system as we know it, called the lymphatic system, and our breast health. And I think, you know, I'm excited for this person not only to see how much this can help them, but I'm also excited because they have gone into the business of helping women with their breasts when they're nursing. And that means you can spread the word. Maybe throw me a little, hey, this woman Deanna taught me all this, you know, throw me a bone. <laughs> but I hope you're excited and you watch it and you just can't help but spread the word because, uh, you know, it's our right. It's our right to know about our breasts and our immune system and how much we can do with our hands and how much we can do when you put a little gua sha on your hand, which is like a little wall that allows you to feel and touch and see and get honest. And then it's really just about knowledge and, you know, being able to say, well, I found something. What is that? And I explain all kinds of things you can find in that webinar. But yeah, yeast overgrowth is the honest truth of that. And that would be my, my guess. So the midwife that taught me everything I know, her name is Terry Simmons. She is in the middle of moving from Philadelphia to Asheville, North Carolina. So anyone who you know in Asheville, North Carolina, you are getting one of the most rockin' people I have ever met in my life. She is literally one of my dearest, dearest companion friends. And um, we are venturing into an online active course that is designed for women, doulas, midwives, and anyone who wants to know about fertility and pregnancy and women's health. And just giving, you know, holistic advice as they're also seeing, you know, their doctor, their midwife, you know, you can do both. You know, you have your medical community and you have your alternative community and the two work really well together. And so I just do my part. That's really what my, what my part is to hold that holistic practitioner role and to see what plants can really help and, and how much can you do with your hands. Special thanks for the music and talents of Gents Jarvie. You can hear him on Spotify or on his website, J-E-N-S-J-A-R-V-I-E and theheartwideopen.com. Let's see what the next question is. How do I get a reading with you? Oh, well, right now I'm doing remote consults. Um, that will change as time goes by. Um, as soon as we open the doors, I'll start seeing people right here. But the way you would get a consult or a reading with me, and believe me, I can do so much in the ethers. I think hopefully you will be as blown away as I have been. My intuition, my pictures, my, my, uh, my psychic ability, my senses, my practicality of reading the anatomy, physiology, and tracking symptoms, nothing's changed. The only thing I can't do is like get my hands on you in one of the clinics I run or a Panchakarma retreat, you know? So that's really what's lost right now. And I'm just taking it as a rest for my, for my own body. Um, but I'm doing active remote consults and they, everything is explained right online. I even did a beautiful little write-up to make Andrea's life easy and just kind of what can I offer? What focus might you have? Um, it's broken down into 30 all the way to 90 minutes. There's a, uh, a price break at 90 minutes, uh, so you can make it more doable. But right now, that is where I'm doing my readings, and it's basically what I'm doing most of the day.
please join me. And I still take all my handouts, just like at the center. So I have all my handouts. I write everything out. I send it to you so you have a hard copy. Feel free. I'm doing it over Zoom. Okay, so here is a question that I think is a very important question that came through about DCIS. Somebody has a zero stage. Good for you. Early detection is everything. So zero stage breast cancer, it's called DCIS, and it's a very specific breast cancer of the mammary glands, which are kind of little starlets all around our areolas and our nipple, and they run through kind of the middle range of our breast tissue. And again, no matter the size, we all have those, and that's why some smaller breasts will feel like lumpy breasts, because you can feel every mammary gland and every little milk duct and every little lymph node. You know, whereas you're going to have to look for them a little more when you have larger breasts like myself. Um, you're, you're going to have to do a little deeper investigation and move some tissue around. Pull the breast up, pull the breast over. Like you're going to have to look a little more uh, because there's more tissue to work through. So there's no tumor, but there's calcification. And what you're wondering is, can you use a gua sha, or really what you're asking, is gua sha contraindicated for DCIS? Or could it potentially break open the cell wall for the cells to become invasive? Or would it be beneficial to move the lymph in the area to perhaps break up the calcification? Okay, so no tumor, but things have calcified. And that means they found some hard little bits. Calcium is very hard and inert, kind of like, you know, think about our, our teeth are made of calcium. And it's about breaking up that calcification. And then how about this gua sha? So let's talk about it. I would not start with a gua sha. That is one of the places where that gua sha, really you would want to be working with the practitioner whether that be acupuncture or a lymphatic specialist, but you really would want to learn and be educated and, and just consider that when you've got a piece of wood, or even if you did like Jade, I have Carnelian. Carnelian's gorgeous, but they're too warm for this. Cancer, we're looking at inflammatory markers. So inflammation is the name of the game. Getting inflammation out of your body is everything to anyone who is um, dealing with cancer in their body, okay? And then it can get very specific to the type of cancer or where's the cancer, but anti-inflammatory and oxygen building, best anti-inflammatory around. So your breath is gonna move your lymph and you're gonna build oxygen, which is not gonna allow all those cells to mutate. So I wanna put out that, just how important that whole realm is and we're back to aloe, and we're back to the pumpkin seed oil, <laughs> and we're back to the enemas. So just wanna say the things I chose to teach today are right up your alley as a protocol. But this gua sha, this is the most cooling gua sha we have, jade, okay? You could use this on your legs. You could use this on the primary drain that is right below your clavicle. You can check your clavicle. You know, you can work your upper lymph. You can work your abdomen, but you would not want to go directly onto your breast with a gua sha, but I do want you to go in with your hands. So first off, the Cancer Society, about a year ago now, they put on the front of their website that moving your lymph is good for cancer patients 
and that moving your lymph does not drain cancer into your body. So after 33 years of doing lymphatic care and knowing this only because my clients were showing me this, so I was experiencing it with people who were suffering with cancer, um, that it just helped so much. But you only want to do so much at a time. Like you don't want to put your lymph on guard, your immune system on guard. You want to start with like moving the lymph with a salt scrub, opening up the drain at the clavicle, pumping your armpits, pumping your breasts, moving your lower lymph, you know, because our breasts are secondary tissue to our reproductive. So you want to move all the lymph around your reproductive, which is hips and inner thigh and the back of the sacrum please watch that breast care class and maybe even get my ebook on the lymph system. Think about my weekly restoration webinar too that gives you a whole lymph thing you can do in order once a week. So there's a lot you can do and don't be too afraid that that cancer is just going to dump everywhere. But I don't really want to take a gua sha and like scrape away at things because your body's already on edge, it's already inflamed, and we don't know where your pathways are. You know, we gotta check your lymphatic pathways to be able to actually say, hey, time to go in there and just like move that stuff around. So I'm glad you're asking. Um, and every tool I have, there's gonna be a time to use it and a time not to. The other thing I would then really wanna mention that I think would probably be an important thing here is I make a lot of custom blends. In fact, that's one of the things we added um, on the online store is you can actually go through a profile and answer questions. And then those get sent to me through Andrea. And I take all your history and I make a custom formula specific to you. So you wanna be able to break up this calcium, yes. And you can do that with essential oils and you can do it with anti-cancer, anti-inflammatory related plants, right? That would really break that calcium up. And I can think of so many plants right now that would be going in that formula, Himalayan cedarwood. I would definitely have Robinsara in there and maybe frankincense. There'd be some things in there just in case you might have those around. But I wanna mention my webinars. I wanna mention maybe doing a, a consult with me um, maybe just get a formula so you can add it to your repertoire if you already have one. I'm so glad you asked that question because as much as I am so pro gua sha, I just really want to make sure everyone knows that there's a time and place for everything. Just like if you're really depleted, not a great time to do tons of essential oils. You'd want to be very specific with one blend and leave it at that because too many essential oils can dry you out, even though they're like my babies and I love them, but I know that's possible. So I can only share what I know and I can only do what is authentically real to me, but um, I, will, I promise I will always give you advice and you get to decide if it's good advice for you or not. And, um, and I just, I'm excited to be able to be working with all these brilliant teachers and not be alone teaching. It's been really powerful at the Diana Center having this, all the instructors of yoga, all the practitioners in support, all the teachers sharing knowledge, and all of it's really teaching knowledge. But I'm just so thankful to be having the same, same thing happening in, in the ethers. So please feel free to join me. Rather you start looking at getting serious about your education 
and really going the distance with uh, some of my classes or whether you're just doing little edible bites or little q a's i'm happy to have you join me on this journey so please don't forget to breathe and really sit with yourself and surrender to the unknown right now and um, and we will see what is to come the truth will be told and we will take action accordingly so thank you so much and thank you for joining me this is my body a conversation situated at the intersection of elemental science self-care ancient arts and consent Deanna Batdorf is your guide.